This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Goodyear hotline and what a morning this shall be. There's a phrase I have used many times in my career, and it never applies better than it applies today. If you can't do a sports talk show today, then you don't deserve to have a sports talk show. We got six NFL playoff games behind us. We got the national championship tonight. What a weekend. The monstrous game tonight, Alabama and Ohio State. That'll be the subject of the green list today. Mark Schlereth live in 15 minutes. Shefty in this hour. LaDamian Tomlinson, too. All that and more, so fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. Bubba, let's roll it. Here we go! Only one place to start. The place we begin will be with my hot takes from the weekend. I got some time here to take you through the most important things that I saw this weekend in the National Football League, and it begins with this. Nothing that happens the rest of the postseason will be as stunning, as redefining, or as flat-out phenomenal as what the Cleveland Browns did last night. That was the apex. They practiced once in the last two weeks. They were without their coach, on the road, in their personal house of horrors, and they annihilated them. You cannot do it better. I'm reminded of a time when the Red Sox came from 3-0 down to beat the Yankees in the American League Championship Series in 2004. And I came on the radio the next morning and I said to you, this is the biggest thing they could do. This is bigger than winning the World Series, to have exercised those demons. And on some level, I feel the same way about this. What the Browns did last night in that building against that team without their coach, nothing anybody is going to do over the next month will compare with what they did last night. Meanwhile, I had a lot of things I was going to say about the Steelers today, but then I hosted a television show this morning and Rex Ryan said them all much better than I ever could. Bubba, let's hear Rex this morning from Get Up. Juju Smith-Schuster, he set the tone for this game. When he said, oh yeah, same old Cleveland. Well, guess what? It ain't same old Cleveland. All right? And, And he said it like they were still... The, you know, the, the old badass Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, you ain't them. You guys are soft. You don't even run the dang football. How the hell can you not be ready to play? This team doesn't even have a head coach out there. And they came out and said, oh, really? Thank you, Juju. We are now going to play the best damn game of our lives. And, and you're going to witness it. And you did witness it. So shut up. That was Rex Ryan. And frankly, I agree with everything he said. And the soul searching that begins right now in Pittsburgh. One of my favorite sports cities in America. One of my favorite cities in America. The soul searching is remarkable. Because that is a franchise that rides the wave. They stick with their people through the good and the bad. And I'm not talking about Mike Tomlin. He's not going anywhere. Mike Tomlin is one of the five best coaches in the National Football League. But have we seen the last of Ben? $41.3 million next year. He'll redo the contract. But is it time to start over again with a new quarterback? 
after all these years? That's the question they will have to answer. Bubba, the next take coming up now is this, and it is from Chicago. If you think Mitch Trubisky is the Bears' problem, then I will tell you quite simply, you don't watch them play. You just look at numbers or you listen to opinionists who don't know what they're talking about. You tell me Mitch dropped the perfect pass in the end zone that would have changed everything yesterday. That might have been the worst drop, all things considered, I've ever seen in an NFL game. Not only because you couldn't have handed the ball any more perfectly to a player than Mitch Trubisky dropped it in. But when you consider how desperately they needed that play to change the momentum, to give them a feeling, to give anyone a feeling that they had a real shot to win that game on the road, that play changes everything. Mitch Trubisky threw it perfectly. Mitch Trubisky also didn't jump off sides at the worst possible time. Mitch Trubisky didn't punch someone in the head and get himself thrown out. He didn't coach like the objective was to cover the spread rather than win the game. Running the football at the end of the first half with a real chance when your team was right there in it. The Bears have a ton of problems. The most significant of them wears a visor, not a helmet. With the right coaching and one who actually believes in him, Mitch Trubisky might be a decent NFL quarterback. I don't know, and in Chicago, we'll never know. Because yesterday, it comes to an end for him. That is it for Trubisky in Chicago, and I don't know why you would bring this group back together again. Ryan Pace made what is going to go down in history as one of the worst draft picks of all time. Mitch Trubisky, it just hasn't worked, and he needs a fresh start. And you're going to tell me Matt Nagy is going to get his third shot? He was brought there to coach Mitch Trubisky. Then he handpicked Nick Foles because Foles runs the offense the coach wants to run. Now he's going to get to pick a third quarterback and coach that guy? Pretty patient. Pretty patient franchise if they allow that to happen. So we shall see. But if you think that Mitch Trubisky is the problem in Chicago, then in my opinion, you do not watch them play. That brings us then to the Titans. Mike Vrabel and the Titans are tough guys, and they are. And he's a tough guy. But they got bullied yesterday. Bullied. They got destroyed on the line of scrimmage yesterday. And it got to Vrabel. Vrabel, the tough guy linebacker, and that he is. Do not get me wrong. I'm not knocking Vrabel. He's a great coach. He's done an unbelievable job there. But I will say this. To punt on fourth and two in plus territory in the fourth quarter of a playoff game in which it is a one-score game, you're down four points, that was unimaginable. I cannot believe, I still can't believe he punted. And in fact, it is unprecedented. Pro Football Reference tells us it is the first time in their database, which goes back to 1994, so 26 years, that a team in the playoffs punted on fourth and two from that field position down by one score in the fourth quarter. That was a stunning decision, and it was a perfect illustration of the fact that his team got punked yesterday. The Baltimore Ravens showed you who really were the tough guys. They went in there and they did it. And so obviously the main story coming out of that game is Lamar, who rewrote the ridiculous narrative that at the age of 24, he wasn't really a championship quarterback. And they are sneaky good Super Bowl pick this year, I will tell you that. So the story is Lamar. 
But the hot take today is that the, the Ravens punked the Titans, which is the ultimate turnaround from what happened when those teams met earlier this year. And those are my hottest takes coming out of yesterday, but we will not stop. We'll be jam-packed with all this all morning long. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Let me run through it again, what we have coming up. Mark Schlereth is going to join me coming up. We'll go through all the NFL playoff stuff. Shefty will join me later in the hour. What is the latest on Deshaun? What is the latest on Doug Peterson? Could we still have one or two more coaching changes to be made this week? And then today's green list circling around the college football championship tonight will be the five greatest college football coaches of this century. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. We roll along, Greeny, with you back and better than ever, presented by Progressive Insurance, my guest on the Goodyear Hotline. I promised you Mark Schlereth here, and he will join us a little later, but it will not be now, and there's a hilarious reason why. Mark Schlereth got the time zones wrong. He lives in Denver. He's still on the air. <laughs> he offers his apologies and will join us a little bit later this morning. But the good news is that we have Adam Schefter ready to go here, and Shefty pinch hits for no one. Shefty is the, is the, is the cleanup hitter. In absolutely every lineup, but he was going to join us a little bit later. He's good enough to jump in early with us here because he always has the scoop. The scoop. And that means Adam Schefter is with us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Shefty. Hello there, Greeny. How you doing? Well, great. And, and obviously, it was an incredibly busy weekend. I like to just sit back and monitor your Twitter feed on Sunday mornings because you always have these enormous stories leading into these games. And I want to start with the one in Houston. For those who've not followed your reporting, tell us what the situation is as of right now with Deshaun Watson. Well, I think it's sticky at the very least. Sticky and messy would be a way I would describe it. And Deshaun Watson, basically, I think he believes that Houston went to him. The owner went to him. He didn't go to them to solicit his input on the direction and future of that franchise. And Deshaun Watson gave them some thoughts, and he noticed that his not, his thoughts were not followed up on during the interview process, that they went and hired Nick Casario. This is no reflection of Nick Casario, who I'm sure Deshaun Watson thinks has a chance to be a terrific general manager. This is a reflection on the way the Texans ran their process. They hired the search from Corn Ferry. They invested hundreds of thousands of dollars. They had the search firm do all this work. They had the recommendations from Deshaun Watson. And then in the end, Cal McNair tosses it out the window, and they go and hire Nick Casario. And so I think the fact that they did that is one thing. And then Deshaun Watson, of course, reads about it on social media, the hire. Not that they have any obligation to go tell him. But again, I think they went to him and solicited his input, and he feels – angered by that, to say the least, because as one person described to me, last year when they traded DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson's anger level was a quote-unquote two. Now it is a quote-unquote ten. Now, again, that's them saying that, and it's January 11th, and they don't even have a head coach yet, and maybe they'll hire a head coach, and maybe that particular individual will connect with Deshaun Watson and calm him down, and both sides will live happily ever after. I'm skeptical that will happen right now. I think that there's an issue there. I think it's going to continue to be an issue. 
You heard Chris Mortensen say that Deshaun Watson could ultimately ask for a trade. I was told that he could wind up withholding his services. The fact that we're bringing up these thoughts, just talking about them now, tells you the spot that the Texans are in with their star quarterback. No question. Let me read just a little bit from Mort's tweets yesterday. He tweeted, reports about Deshaun Watson's unhappiness with the Texans are accurate. Sources close to the quarterback say he's still angry about teams and sensitivity to social justice, including hiring practices after the franchise failed to interview Eric Bieniemy this week. Sources say Watson could play hardball with Texans about a trade. His new contract includes a no-trade clause, but informed speculation from a source is that he would consider the Dolphins in which Tua Tungavailoa and additional compensation goes to Houston. Mort tweeted, let the denials begin, but it will be an off-season story, a puzzle of sorts that promises some drama. That's obviously a, a potentially really dramatic turn in that, Shefty. So give me just sort of a little ribbon on that. How, how do you expect this to play out now over the next short period of time? Well, Mort's not pulling the Dolphins out of thin air. Right. And again, it's early. And so if we're going to run wild with this, you might as well have some fun with it. And if you want to have fun with it, there's no team that's better positioned in terms of salary cap space and draft picks being that the Dolphins have the Texans' first-round draft pick, the third overall pick, to get a deal done. It would not be Tua for Deshaun Watson. And again, I'm sure Nick Casario, the new Texas general manager, is hearing about a store quarterback being traded to Miami and thinking, I'm not doing that. And he's not thinking like that today. But what happens when Deshaun Watson, if Deshaun Watson, doesn't show up to the offseason program? What happens if he doesn't show up this summer? What happens if he tells them he's not going to play for them? What happens then? What do you do? Right? So they're going to have to feel this out. And if you wanted to investigate the market for Deshaun Watson, uh, you basically could find probably 25 teams in the NFL that would be willing to trade for him today. It is Adam Schefter breaking moves with a Shefty as only he can. Breaking moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. And look, Dan Orlovsky said it on Get Up this morning, and I agree. There's something in the neighborhood of 26 or 27 teams that will be out of their minds not to desperately try to get Deshaun Watson. So we'll keep a close eye on that. The other one I was fascinated by yesterday, Shefty, in your reporting was about the situation in Philadelphia with Doug Peterson. For those who have not followed it, catch us up there. Well, again, Mort reported that Doug Peterson is not safe yet, that he is going to be meeting again with Jeffrey Lurie this week, the first meeting that the two men had did not go particularly well. And if you remember, the day before the end of the regular season, there were reports that Doug Peterson would be safe. And I think that was the feeling, that they were going to bring him back. And again, it was not a 100%, we're bringing him back, done deal, but that was the belief, that was the feeling. And then, of course, we saw the final regular season game, the Sunday night experience, where they essentially laid down to the objection of the Eagles players in that defeat to the Washington football team that sent Washington to the playoffs. So if you're Doug Peterson and you're safe, and then that unfolds, and then your first meeting with your team owner doesn't go as well as both sides had hoped, clearly there are issues for them to get through and pass if they can do that. Or the Eagles can say, you know what? We don't believe this is going to work, and they can move on. And I guess we're going to find out what happens with that this week. And so now I'm going to ask you to do something that I know you and a lot of other reporters hate to do, but that is to speculate on something. If Doug Peterson were to become a coaching free agent, if he and Lurie were to shake hands and say, it's been great, but we're going our separate Mm -hmm. ways, would he then vault to the top of a lot of other people's coaching lists, in your opinion? No. 
I, I don't think he'd vault to the top of the list. I think that there would be teams that would want to talk to him and get a feel for him and speak to him about his Philadelphia experience. But do I think, boy, the Eagles move on from Doug Peterson one day, he's higher than – no, I don't think that. I think he's widely respected, well-liked, um, but I don't know that he gets a job right away. Okay, fair enough. That, that's um, that's a fascinating one, and it's one that I've thought a lot about. I think a lot of people who have teams who have coaching vacancies, like the Jets, for example, I thought for a while there, Doug Peterson shook loose that maybe that would be an interesting possibility for them. We'll see where it goes. One and, last... maybe, and maybe it will be. And right. maybe it will be, Greeny, but I don't think it's a slam dunk. I don't think the Jets are going to give up their interviews with Arthur Smith and Aaron Glenn and every other candidate that they've considered to say, oh, okay, we have a chance to go hire Doug Peterson, uh, the guy that ended the season the way he did. Let's go do this. I don't think that's happening right away. Fair enough. Fair enough. And so let me actually leave it with this. When you were on with me Friday, you said, we're waiting to see one of these dominoes fall, and then it'll become like popcorn. Like when the popcorn is ready mm-hmm. in the microwave, it starts mm-hmm. popping. When's that going to happen? Is, is, when will we start seeing some of these coaching vacancies start getting filled? It's a great question, Greeny. It's what I'm waiting on right now. It's what a lot of people are waiting on right now. The word around the league is that it's slow moving, and it's slow moving in part, I believe, because teams have done mostly Zoom interviews come out. And so it's hard to just go hire a new face of your franchise, a head coach, hand him six, seven, eight million dollars a year without ever having met him in person. And so I think what you'll see is ordinarily, the week between the wild card and the divisional playoff games is the single busiest one for NFL head coaching hirings. This is the week it happens. And I still think we'll begin to get activity this week, but it is not moving at the same pace with which it normally does. And I believe that that is a function of the times we're living in. I think that makes a lot of sense. If you're making a decision of that magnitude, I can see why a lot of these decision makers would want to actually be in a room with the person that they're choosing before they do. Shefty, thanks a million for the flexibility and for everything. I appreciate it. Have a great week. We'll be checking in for sure. And tell Stink to get on the time zone. Okay, thing, <laughs> seriously. What, what is that? What is that? You lived in Denver for how long? You never had a yeah, trouble I- with the time zone. Come on, Stink. Get it straightened out, man. Come on. Seriously. That's insane. All right, Shefter, you're the best. That's Adam Shefter with me on the Goodyear Hotline. Uh, by the way, a reminder that this show is on every single day. We do two hours of fabulous sports talk and fun. And while I would love you to spend all two hours with me every single day, I understand that you have a life. And so if, any, if you ever miss anything, we are also a podcast. The podcast is called Hashtag Greenie. And you can find it anywhere you usually get your podcasts. And they take each hour and make it into its own pod. And they do a very nice job with it. So you can catch up and hang out with me anytime you like. As we continue, much more from the NFL. Plus, today's green list is on the way with the championship game tonight. I will give you the definitive list of the top five college football coaches of this century. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched 
with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. We are back. This is Half Past the Hour, and it's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Jam-packed we will be. Shefty was just with us, giving us the scoop, taking us through all the different possibilities of the coaching searches that are going on, and Deshaun Watson, who figures to be the most interesting and important story of the NFL offseason. We opened with my hot takes. We're going to get to your calls coming up shortly. But right now it is time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And with tonight, the College Football National Championship game taking center stage. Today's Straight Talk is the green list. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The green list. All right, every single day I give you the green list. My top five, this, that, or the other, according to the ultimate authority on all things, which is me. And today's green list is very simply the top five college football coaches of this century. To be clear, I do not mean of the last 100 years. I mean of this century, going back to the year 2000, i.e. basically the modern era of college football. The BCS game started in 98. So really, since they started naming an official national champion, This is the list of the top five coaches of that era. Number five. Number five is Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops' run at Oklahoma was sensational. He won a ton of games. He did it in a way that at a time when that kind of thing wasn't nearly as as prominent as it is now, he's been somewhat overshadowed by the enormity of of the top heaviness of the sport that has come into vogue after the fact. But a time where it still felt a little bit wide open, his was the number one program. He won a national championship in 2000. He won 10 Big 12 championships starting in 2000 and running it all the way to 2016. He has a career record of 190 and 48. Came back to coach in the XFL this year, and that obviously ended prematurely. But Bob Stoops, I think, sometimes overlooked as a great coach, and he is number five on the list of the top college football coaches of this century, according to me. Today's green list. Number four. Number four is Dabo Sweeney. I know a lot of people will think that he could be higher. He certainly could be higher. There are a variety of reasons why the three that I have ahead of him are. He has won two national championships in the last five years. He's won seven ACC championships over the course of time, starting in 2011 and then every year going back to 2015. He has built a dominant program. There's no question. 
He has built a program that dominates the sport. The sport has become top-heavy because of him and two other coaches. The other two are still to come on this list. I probably don't need to tell you who they are. But Sweeney, I think just the only reason I have him below some of these others is that he just hasn't done it as long. And I also think there is something to be said for dominating in the SEC or the Big Ten rather than the ACC. That's not meant to be the knock that some will interpret it as. Sweeney's done a brilliant job. His recruiting is obviously extraordinary. He's brought in not one but two outstanding quarterbacks. Deshaun, who's a top five quarterback in the NFL today, and Trevor Lawrence, who will be the number one pick in the draft. He's done a brilliant job. Dabo Sweeney is number four on today's green list. Number three. Number three is Pete Carroll. And I think, you know, we live in a world where things move so fast that I think people have forgotten just how dominant Pete Carroll and USC were. When he went back to the NFL to coach Seattle, I was stunned. He had it going. Now, he may have gotten out sort of, what's the expression, like because the posse was coming, and he left it in a shambles. But I'm not one who believes that that's how you judge these things, largely because I think most of the rules that he violated are stupid to begin with. But if you're just watching football be played, Pete Carroll's USC teams were dominant. He won two national championships. He won four Rose Bowls, two Orange Bowls, seven Pac-10 titles. He was 97-19 and 19 at USC. His teams were unbelievable. And they were basically one play away from winning another championship in the greatest college football game I've ever seen, that game against Vince Young in Texas. So I have Pete Carroll. I know that will make a lot of people mad. I think if you watch what Pete Carroll's USC teams were in that generation, they deserve it. He deserves it. He also, by the way, is on that very short list of coaches who've won a Super Bowl and a national championship in college. That's not related to this, but it is an interesting aside. He is number three on today's green list of the top five coaches in college of this century. Number two. Number two is Urban Meyer who I think is on the verge of becoming the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, which astonishes me. I, I remain stunned by that. And I know Urban a little bit just from relationships over the years. He worked at ESPN briefly. That guy is an unbelievable coach. And the programs that he built, what he did at Utah, people forget that what he did at Utah, he built Utah into a team that people were talking about. They deserved a chance to play for the national championship. And he was 22-2 and two at Utah. And then Notre Dame was dying for him, and they couldn't get him. He went to Florida. He went to Florida, went 65-15, and 15, took a little pause there, and then went to Ohio State and built a program so dominant that he has basically, they have basically taken over the Big Ten. The Big Ten has become Ohio State and then the 13 other teams. And that remains that way, and, and, and Urban Meyer remains the primary reason. That's not to discredit Ryan Day, who's a great coach. And I think some NFL team like the Jets should just pack up a truck with money and drive it to Columbus and beg him to come coach their team. But Urban gets the credit. And in this era, he won three national championships, three Big Ten championships, two SEC championships, two Mountain West championships. He's an unbelievable coach, an unbelievable recruiter. The list of great players goes on and on. And in a big spot, He's about as good as it gets. The championship he won at Ohio State is the stuff of legend, of legend. The title in 2014, where he started his third-string quarterback in Cardell Jones, 
and somehow managed to beat Wisconsin 100 to nothing to get into the college football playoff and then beat Alabama and beat an Oregon team that looked like a dynasty at that time? Urban Meyer, right at the top of the list. He is number two on today's green list of the top college coaches of this century. Number one. But it's obvious who number one is, and that's Nick Saban, who tonight could win his seventh championship at Alabama, or his seventh championship overall and his sixth at Alabama. And it would separate him, I think, from history. Nick Saban is in that rare air where he is now competing with ghosts. He's like LeBron and Tiger. They're not competing to be the greatest of their time. They're competing to be the greatest of all time. Where do you begin? He's won six national championships, one of them at LSU. And then he's won five national titles at Alabama. If he wins tonight, it'll be his sixth. Bear Bryant won six national championships at Alabama over a quarter of a century. Nick Saban would win his sixth national championship at Alabama since 2009. He's won the SEC nine times. He's just unbeatable. He's 169 and 23 at Alabama. He is, in my opinion, the greatest college football coach that ever lived. And he is an easy choice for number one on today's green list of the five greatest college football coaches of this century. That's straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Okay, so we got it started today with me, and there'll be much more time for me and my hot takes. But Mondays, if you know our program, you know, also belong to you. Coming up next, coming off the NFL playoff weekend, it is time for the airing of grievances. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. If there's one thing I know for certain, it is that if you are a football fan, you are aggrieved. And so coming off of Super Wild Card Weekend, it is time for you to air your grievances about what you saw this weekend or anywhere you want in the world of football. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. It is your turn to air your grievances about football with me next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Mark Schlera still to come. The Hall of Famer, LaDainian Tomlinson. Still to come. But if there's one thing I have learned in my experience as a football fan for my entire life, which is basically half a century, it's that there is no football fan in the world who is not aggrieved. Certainly, I've been aggrieved all of my life. And so today's edition of What's on Your Mind, which is brought to you by My Computer Career Training for a Better Life, it's time for you to air your grievances. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. All right, if you can get past hashtag Bubba, you can get on the air and air your grievances with us here on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's first? Yeah, first up we got Clinton. All right, Clinton, air your grievance. My grievance is Thompson needs to be fired from Pittsburgh. They need to get rid of Ben Roddenberger. We're not there to just win uh, games. We're not there just to be a 10-win team. We're there to win Super Bowls. 
So these guys have been lazy and relaxed. They're not going at it, so they need to go. You want to fire Mike Tomlin? Clinton, I love you, and I appreciate the, the passion. I appreciate the frustration on this morning. I do think that moving on from Ben is something they will have to seriously consider. Moving on from Tomlin, I will say this definitively. If the Steelers, who, by the way, have had three head coaches since 1969, decided to move on from Mike Tomlin, he would be number one on every team's vacancy list. Mike Tomlin is a top five head coach in the National Football League, regardless of how bad last night looked. But I understand that you're feeling grieved this morning, and I appreciate the call. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Alex. All right, Alex, air your grievance. Hey, Mike. Uh, so this has been opinion since the end of last season. Uh, coming out of Chicago, uh, Nagy's got to go. I mean, the fact that he's not even calling plays anymore and that he basically took our draft pick in Trubisky and ran him further into the ground instead of developing him like he was supposed to, it's just it's unacceptable. We wasted this defense, and honestly, I only see one or two more years of Super Bowl potential with them. So Nagy's got to go now. I totally agree. Every word you just said, I agree with. In fact, let me give you a stat that Hembo just sent at me here. Um, The Chicago Bears, Nagy has coached 50 games as the head coach of the Bears. The offense has scored one or fewer touchdowns in 18 of those 50 games. It's almost 40%. During that time, the Bears have the number two defense in terms of total defensive efficiency on the number 24 offense. He's supposed to be an offensive guru, but he's not doing a lot of guruing. I think they have a lot of soul searching to do in Chicago. I wouldn't be stunned to see a change. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next on the grievance line? We got Francis. Francis, air your grievance. Francis? Lighten up, Francis. Let's go. My grievance is with Francis, who is not there when we called on him. Bubba, who's next? Let's try Kane. Kane, you're on ESPN Radio. Air your grievance, Kane. Good morning, gentlemen. My grievance is Jared Goff. We need to get rid of him. We need to do everything shy of trading Aaron Donald to get rid of Jared Goff. For Deshaun Watson. Well, if you can get Deshaun Watson, then I agree. Look, I am not a big believer in Jared Goff. I agree with that. What I will say is the following. This, to me, does not feel like the time to be knocking him. This is a guy who was two weeks removed from thumb surgery. He was playing with pins in his thumb, got forced into play because Jamal Adams sent the other quarterback, Wolford, to the hospital. And the next thing you know, Goff is out there, and I thought... Considering the circumstances, he did okay. He also had you win the Super Bowl two years ago. People act like that was 20 years ago. It was two years ago. So I am not the biggest golf fan in the world. But I think today is a strange day to pick to be aggrieved with Jared Goff. Now, if you can get to Sean Watson, it goes without saying. It's elementary, my dear Watson. Every team in the NFL, basically, besides the one that has Patrick Mahomes on it and a very small handful of others, should be trying desperately to get to Sean Watson. I have much more to say about the Rams and that defense as we continue here on ESPN Radio. But let me get a few more grievances in here. Bubba, who's next? We got Mike. All right, Mike, air your grievance. My grievance is the Olympics coming up. Bowling is going to be dropped, and they're going to add break dancing. <laughs> now, now, normally on these Mondays, we tend to limit the grievances to football. But I do find that interesting. Hashtag Bubba. They have removed, what did he say? They've they've removed bowling 
as an Olympic Correct. sport. Bowling is out, breakdancing. breakdancing's in. Can I ask a question? Now, I, I have been a professional sportscaster for 30 years. Was bowling in the Olympics? <laughs> I, I, I was unaware. I, I, I but don't think so. According to Mike, Mike, they're in the Olympics? I don't recall ever seeing them bowl in the Olympics. Was now, that a winter or a summer sport? The addition... The addition of breakdancing is an interesting one, and frankly, I'm looking forward to it, and it might bring you a slightly younger audience to the Olympic viewing party. But I don't think bowling has ever been an Olympic, unless I've missed this completely. I do, I've never seen a guy with a gold medal with a beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other. <laughs> but that, that's basically bowling. So I don't think so. So that I have to, according to our bowling researcher, 1988 they were doing it. 1988, it started in 88. they bowled in 88 in the Olympics, <laughs> according to, and they've continued to, or that was it. It was just a one-time thing. Is that Devin who's looking this yeah, up? Yeah, possibly that was it. So it was a one-time shot. They bowled once in the Olympics. I would rather have them break dance than bowl in the Olympics. I'm willing. I'm willing to defend that take, Bubba. I would rather watch them break dance than bowl in the Olympics. That's my. That's my one hot take on that. Do we have time for one more aggrieved fan? You got one more football. Go ahead, Bubba. Go. Yeah, we got Homer. All right, Homer. Air your grievance. Uh, kind of like the Bears situation earlier, uh, Greeny. I think the Bears should release uh, part ways with Nagy and uh, give. The enemy, Eric Bienemy, first opportunity for an interview, as well as uh, Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. I mean, look, Pat Fitzgerald is the name. Thank you very much, Homer, for the call. And let's just live in that one for a minute here. Look, Pat Fitzgerald is the head football coach at Northwestern. He's someone I've known since I covered him as a player in the mid-90s. He was a great player. He's been our coach at Northwestern at my alma mater for 15 years, and he's the best. And I hate the expression, he's an even better person than he is a coach, but in his case, it 1,000% applies. And you will never meet a person who knows him who will not say that to you. And he is a kid from the south suburbs of Chicago. He's, I believe he's from Orland Park, um, which is a south suburb of Chicago. So that's the name people are going to draw to it. And I told you last week, knowing Fitzy as I do, I've told him, and I tell this to all the people that I have a relationship with, don't tell me anything I shouldn't know. Because I'm not holding anything back from you on the air. I will never keep a secret from you on the air. So I have no idea if Fitzy would take that job or not. I honestly don't. But that's a name you're going to hear. First, Bears have to make the decision to make the coaching change. I'm not sure they're going to do that. But I would guess we're going to find out shortly. All right, Mark Schlereth and the Hall of Famer LaDainian Tomlinson, our next hour. Stay there on ESPN Radio.